The poker made a mistake. They, they, I'm nah, saying they, it's they, a head high. They hit him in the head. How is, that, it's, how is that a mistake when they look at it and they say it's high that mm. it's not 10 in the bin? How is yeah. that a mistake? I, 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 I don't understand what we're arguing about. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. Yes. Then it's off. In the story. It's but, but he didn't get but sent it, off. But he shouldn't get sent off. But he should have. Oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 75 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast, the greatest view of rugby league from the sideline. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and we are finally back and raring to go for our first episode of season three of our beloved podcast for the off-season bunker review episode. To all our listeners across Australia, New Zealand, the UK, America, Canada, Papua New Guinea, the Pacific Islands, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, and the Middle East, wherever you are listening, most likely in your cars on a long drive or at your job sites on your Makita radios, thank you for tuning back in. And without further ado, a big welcome back to my beautiful co-hosts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? We're back. Finally back, baby. We are back. How good's that new intro? You like that? Yeah, I I don't like it, mate, because I was ready for the house music to kick on, <laughs> and I got this rock. Hey, hey! Finally, took us three years, uh, Clarky. Hey, hey! My brother will be happy. I think my brother disliked the music more than me. The, the last stuff. Oh, mate, come I'll be on. The new one shifts all over the old one. Oh, it does, hundred percent. Oh, we we try to say. <laughs> For two years, you've been lying to me. We're Set improving. It. We're Set improving. It. We improve every every week, every episode, every year. Look at that. Start of the year. Look at this positivity. I love it. I love yeah. it. How have we been? Off-season, boys. What's the goss? Mate, I've set my microphone up. <laughs> Clarky. Mate, you see that? Chris, crisp is, that's the Nicholas Crisp Guild is the new nickname. <sighs> If we want to be brutally honest, Dan set it up over the course of a whole day. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone how fucked this was. So, Nick had a computer for the last two years. Didn't didn't tell us. So he, well, he told us last year, but just did, decided not to set it up because he's I don't know why. Why didn't you set it up, Nick? Firstly, it would have taken me a whole day. <laughs> it took you. <laughs> anyway, we open up this prehistoric dinosaur computer, HP laptop, by the way, for those that are wondering. Not too bad, but it hasn't been opened for how long? Two years, Nick? <laughs> Since I got it. <laughs> Which was when? I don't know. When I got it. Two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So we opened this thing up. Clarky, we opened this thing up. <laughs> this, this bloody computer up. I legitimately, I press a key. Like, I press the, the A letter, the A key. And it would have taken five to ten seconds for the computer to recognize that I pressed a key. And it'll go, A. Click. <laughs> I'm just like. Oh my God, we're going to be here all day. And we were there all day, but we did it. Nick, we have a microphone. The people have complained. We They have spoken. And now we have a crystal clear, crispy Nicholas Guild. To be to be brutally fair, I didn't know my password. So that was an issue too. <laughs> he sounds so different, Clarky, doesn't he? He does. Doesn't like, sound like it's, like a, it's, like a new, it's like a new co-host. Is he? <laughs> it proved. Clarky, what about you? What have you been doing? New house, yeah, new house, mate. Um, lots of big bash crickets. Mm. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm all about the cricket in the off season. So we've got the the what's he? The um India test starts tomorrow and it's on like a three o'clock in the afternoon time slot. So oh, it's gonna continue continue in, until the footy proper starts anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so got, I've of... got one foot in and one foot out at the moment. Yeah, it's fair enough. Fair enough. I've I've been starved. The World Cup was it smoothed me over until December and I've just been it's shit. Like from December to January, there's nothing. And then it just all kicks in February. Rugby league. It's back. It's back. It's back. All the dramas. Latrell Mitchell getting arrested. Ooh, red hot. Um, <laughs> Before I move on, do we like the new tagline? The greatest view of rugby league from the sideline. How about that? It's good. It's good. Yeah, we like it. That's us. More, more improvement. Yeah, look at this improvement. Look at this, look at this podcast. Streamline. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, boys, this is the off-season bunker review episode. For those that are tuning in for the first time or for those with short-term memory, the bunker review segment is a range of rugby league topics that the boys and I discuss each and every episode. But for the off-season bunker review episode, it will be an episode-long range of topics. So on today's agenda, we will discuss the mass withdrawals from the Indigenous v Maori all-Stars match, the Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten arrest, red hot, the inaugural preseason challenge competition, rule amendments for 2023, drama with the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, prize money rises, trade window proposals, suspensions during the off-season, the Super League's green card rule, the death of rugby union in England, player signing rumours, respect round, and which NRL club logo is the best. Also, for those that are unaware, we have time-stamped each episode, so you can skip to your favorite bits if you wish by checking the episode description. Alternatively, just listen to the whole episode because we'd appreciate it. In 2023, we are proudly sponsored by Akasha, the beer from Sydney's Inner West, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, the beer from Sydney's West West, and the Aryan Co., our charity sponsor. You can check these guys out as well by clicking the link in our episode description. We have some exciting news to share in the near future with some major sponsors that are set to be announced. We just need to iron out the nooks and crannies, but in due course, very excited about that. Rugby League is back this weekend uh, with the NRL's inaugural preseason challenge competition kicking off on Thursday at 6 p.m. in Auckland as the Warriors take on the Tigers. We will get into the NRL's brand new preseason concept momentarily, but I wanted to kickstart the show with the NRL All-Stars match. So our first topic for the day will be the All-Stars game. Played this Saturday amongst the preseason fixtures, the men's and women's All-Stars matches will be held at Rotorua Stadium, marking the first time this game has been held in New Zealand. It'll be the fifth instalment of the Indigenous versus Maori team. Uh, sorry, teams. Uh, the men, uh, the Maori men have won twice and drawn once. The Indigenous side has won once. For the women, it is two all. My first question, and I'll start with you, Guilty. Do we like the All Stars fixture on the NRL calendar? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, they could have a couple of different versions of it. To be honest, what do you mean? Well. They could have like little little tests, like you know, um, 
Tonga versus Samoa and things like that? Well, in the preseason. Well, that's, this is basically what this is, isn't it? I disagree with that. I don't know where you're going with this. Where are you, you going with this? Is? Huh? Are you drunk, Gildy? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 the guys, the indigenous guys, they take it pretty seriously. Like I read an article um, at O'Car talking about how um, how he's pulled out, but he's he's uh, he's a bit disheartened about it. It's a big deal for him, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not big enough of a deal for him. I think uh, Gus might have Gus might have given him a little talking to. Oh. Well. You can't you can't pull out and go. Oh, it means a lot to me. It's like, well, does it? Yeah, Clarky, what do you think? I'm only I'm only saying what he said. I'm yeah. Well, for, first of all, spot on with the pronunciation for the New Zealand team, Dan. I'm not even going to try and say because I'll butcher it because mm. I just pronounce it the old way, Maori. Mm. Your pronunciation is on point. Thank you, um, mate. I think I think it's an absolute shambles. At the for this instalment, like obviously Trent Robinson's got in everyone's ear and just said, "Yeah, boys, we're not involved this year." They've all put. Is there one rooster playing? Man, you know what? I'll tell you something right now. But if you ask me who's playing, I won't tell you because I do. Lo- I do think there is significance of this match being on the NRL calendar, but I will never analyze the players in the teams because it's not that type of game. For me, it's not a test match. It's not yeah, that but big. Is there, but is there any Roosters players playing in this game? I don't know. I, I, I think don't Trent, know. Well, the four of the four of them pulled out on the like on the one day, or four of them pulled out on two days. Clearly, yeah. Trent had Robinson head. got involved. One had like, a broken head, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and but, yeah, then yeah. then the fo- then the fox pulls out, and he's like, "Oh, I really love this concept." It's like, well, I don't know. Arguably, you don't because you've pulled out so you can focus more on your preseason for the Bulldogs. I just, I, I just find it all a bit of a cop out. To be fair, the only positive I can find from the mass withdrawals of players, uh, which is, yeah, you know, we've already addressed it. Uh, there's ten currently. There will be more. Uh, the only positive I can find out of it is that you can promote non-household names or junior players. Uh, to take their spot because the sim the symbolism and the importance to the indigenous culture and the Maori culture and those players representing that jersey is significant. It's high. So power to them. The the fixture works because there is pride in the in both jerseys, unlike before when the Indigenous side versed the NRL All Stars, which was a manufactured team. No one cares about all-stars teams in any code because they're just made up. There's no tradition. There's nothing to play for. They don't, like, there's nothing to play for. But like, Clarky, you said that it's a shambles. I agree. Uh, but, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel or there's, you can take some positives out of it that you can promote players that are just not as well known. That's the only thing I can say about the mass withdrawals because they're not going to get rid of this fixture, which is fine with me too. So. Uh, they'll, get, they'll get they'll get rid of it if it comes um, if it comes on next year and the exact same thing happens because it'll end up being like the um, city country mm. the city country game when every, mate if people just keep pulling out they'll just can the thing all together. You're right. Actually, I'll, I'll agree with you there. That that went from like five to ten to thirty. I mean, 
I think the last year was like 30 players dropped out and they're just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. Mate, people were playing the Origin audition and who'd played like six games. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Boys, the, the elephant in the room uh, is surrounding Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten. Now, they're both gearing up for the Indigenous side this Saturday. Despite being arrested this past Sunday, uh, which for those that don't know, they were both arrested Sunday morning in Canberra for fighting in public after a night out for Jack Whiten's 30th birthday. Boys, opinions, because people are talking about it. Obviously, we're we're a bit later to the take because we're recording later. Uh, but is, a, is their arrest or their incident, is it a bad look for the game or do you think that it's being blown up or both? Clarky. Firstly, awesome segue. Very mm. smooth. Um, Thanks. Mate, they, I haven't heard one report say that they were doing anything wrong. Every single report coming out is that they were just mucking around. But then the statement released by No Limit Boxing, which is their, which is their manager, kind of contradicts the whole thing when they say, oh, yeah, we were fighting, but it's just brothers and it's, yeah, I don't know, kind of worded pretty poorly, I think, from the managers. It's almost an admission of guilt for the way I read it. But, um, yeah, mate, surely it, it's going to be pretty clear to come out. If it's happened near a pub, there's going to be footy, there's going to be, like, CCTV everywhere. So mm. was, was it at the end of the night or was it halfway through? Is that like 3.30? Oh, so yeah, it was morning. like 3.30 in the morning. So they're just kicking off. Um, yeah, look, if the cops got called, it must have been going for a while because it takes takes police to get a, a little while to get somewhere. Yeah, you know what? I just I'm, I'm with you, Clarky. Um, there's there's a bit of um, there's a bit of protection in the media with this one. I don't like the way it's kind of being painted as as if it's like a it's a nothing. When I'd imagine if it was someone like Matt Lodge doing that, it would it wouldn't be okay. Because he's a bad boy in the game. I'm not saying Latrell Mitchell and Jack White are bad boys of the game, but it's just funny how the media kind of they they're not fair to every player in these instances. If that I'm just saying, if that was someone like Matt Lodge, who is a bad boy of the game, it's oh look what Matt Lodge did. That's 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 all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say about it. But tips for this weekend's game, I have no educated guess for who will win but for the men i'm picking the maori team and for the women it's the indigenous team guilty um yeah same clarky i haven't even looked at the teams <laughs> I, I just know that uh jack and latrell probably won't play so you don't reckon they won't play? play aren't they are they already told they can play yeah they can play yeah 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 they're playing mate What's the, what, what was the issue then? If they're playing, who cares? It's not a it's not a no fault stand down offense. It's just an assault. Like oh, you know, okay. just a bit of just, just a bit of just a bit of push right. and shove. Yeah. Hey, just a bit of push and shove. Just, ah, right. just the boys. Just the if, La, if if Latrell Mitchell and Jack White are playing, mate, 
the 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 indigenous teams winning that game. No, I'm I'm going against you. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going against you. But anyway, boys, the next topic is the inaugural preseason challenge. Finally, we can explain this um, brand new concept. So on our last episode, that being episode seventy four. Uh, which, you know, those last season episodes, Clarky, we missed you. <laughs> we didn't see you for ages. <laughs> but anyway, um, in that episode, the one you missed, Clarky, the NRL announced a preseason challenge, which is a competition which we struggled to elaborate on because there were no details at the time. So now we have them, and these are the details. The preseason challenge, it is a two-week competition during the trial period. It's basically the NRL NRL formalizing the trials into a comp. Uh, the team that tops the ladder at the conclusion of the trial period will be crowned the winners and they will be rewarded $100,000. But there are some funky rules to this comp. So all 17 NRL teams, 17 this year, welcome Dolphins, uh, and the Super League Premiers, St. Helens, will compete. So that's a total of 18 teams. Each team has two weeks, two trial matches. The World Club Challenge between the Panthers and St. Helens will count towards the competition as well. If you win a game, it's 12 points for a win as the uh, as opposed to the traditional two. Uh, if you draw, it's six points. And if you lose, it's no points. And there is no golden point in the trial period. There's some bonus points also up for grabs, which is really rugby union-esque. So if you if a team scores five tries, it's one point. If a team uh, gains five line breaks, it's one point. And ten offloads is also another point. So essentially, if you the most you can win, uh, uh, sorry, the most you can earn for a win is fifteen points. Nine for a draw and three for a loss. Very weird. Very fucking weird. But anyway, thoughts, thoughts. Mate, it's awesome if you're seven and you get to count all those things. Who cares? Is it too, is it too confusing? Is it too much? When you, when you say cares? seven, do you mean seven years old? That's right, seven years old. Okay. And you get to count up all the things. Well, they got five tries. That's another point. Mate, I would have loved that as a, as like a 12-year-old. I, I would have been I just know. Well, all then. over that shit. I know, 12, 12 then. Seven yeah. to 12. Yeah. I well, would have been all over it. It's a... It's a Surely the nines is better. The rugby league nines would be a better preseason competition than this shit. No, mate, hundred percent. And you even see the teams that they've rolled out. Like the the coaches haven't taken it seriously. The coaches are using the coaches are just doing what they usually do. Yeah, just pretending as though it's not a trial. Mate, I was just looking at the parasite. Uh, mate, we've got crazy eyes, Lumi Lumi on the wing. <laughs> Isaac Lumi Lumi, you took yeah. him from the do- the dogs. We did, yeah, we did. Yeah. He's a bit of jet setter now. Storm, Bulldogs, Eels. He's got speed, mm. mate. The 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 clubs are doing what they do every other year, which is what they've been doing since trials were a thing, which has been forever. Playing a weaker team in week one, and then a, probably a stronger team in week two. Um, the nines for mine. I've said this a few times now. The competition was exciting because it's different, uh, and the prize money was a lot better. You got five hundred grand for, for winning, and you got a hundred just for participating. What, so, what, do you win? what do you win here? You win a hundred. 
second gets nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's, who's St. Helens? So St. Helens are, are in the comp, yep. in inverted commas, the competition of two games each. Yeah. Who do they play for their second game? They got Dragons first, and they got Panthers for the World Club Challenge the second week. Oh, that's right. I did see something about them playing the Dragons. Saints mm. versus Saints or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool concept. Oh, oh, that That's cool. I reckon that's cool, but it's got nothing to do with the competition. No. no. <laughs> when does... um? When's the World Club Challenge? It's on the 18th of Feb, which is not this Saturday, next Saturday. Okay. Yeah, in Penrith. So that's gonna be right. that's gonna be a sellout too. Oh, easy. Yeah, it's gonna be mad. It's gonna be a mad okay. game. Hold, you you keep going. I'm gonna see if you can even buy tickets yet. I reckon that'll be sold out already. Yeah, go have a look. Um, <laughs> Guilty. I'm going to ask you who you think an uneducated guess who you think will win the inaugural preseason challenge. Oh, man. Um, I'm gonna say. It'll be someone that you know, Gold Coast. Gold someone Coast. you would never think of. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm picking the Roosters because they named a pretty decent side for their first week. So I'd imagine was, they'll carry that on for the second side. Was Angus Crichton in it? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Something that obviously we saw before the just before we recorded, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Angus Crichton might be might be um out for the whole season due to mental health issues. So we'll update you guys accordingly when we can. But that one's a bit of a bit of a shit go, a bit sad. Yeah, it, is. If, it is. It is. Yeah. Clarky, um, if you are you there? Are you still looking at tickets? Mate, interestingly, mate, they're only twenty dollar tickets. Yeah, mad. So it should be. It's like a, just a normal comp game. It should be should be cheaper, in my opinion, but anyway. Twenty bucks is pretty good. Yeah, twenty bucks yeah, is pretty good, but hundred percent. Um, who you God, got? Who knows? Yeah, who I'd really want to see win is St yeah. Helens. Yeah, that'd be mad. I'd, that I, would I be. Think, that'd be so good. I think it's harder for Panthers and St Helens because they can't play a trot. They have to play the World Club Challenge like a normal game with seventeen or eighteen. They can't play twenty-eight players. Yeah, and they're not going to be they're not going to be thinking about a five try bonus point and offloading <laughs> yeah. and shit yeah. like that. They're going to want to win because you become the world champs after that. Weirdly enough, but anyway, boys, we'll move it on. Next topic are the rule amendments for twenty twenty three. So apparently, there's no new rules for this season, just rule amendments. There's seven of them, so let's get into it. Rule number one. Rule amendment number one, I should say. Grounding the ball. Tries will now be awarded if the ball rotates from the hand to the wrist or forearm, provided there is no obvious separation between the ball and hand or arm. Do we like it or dislike it? Uh, I don't understand what this I know yeah. I know what they're trying I to don't... do, but the way they've the way they've worded it is shit. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have to have any rotation? I know what they're saying. They're saying, I reckon just as long as the ball doesn't separate or, you know. Yeah, I think it's no obvious separation now. So if it's like, if they're watching it in frames, they're going to be like, oh, it looks like a try. It's try. But what what are they talking about rotate? What's that mean? Man, I'll tell you now, this is the one that's confusing. It's the most confusing one and it's going to cause a lot of, 
a lot of contention because it's a grey. They've created a grey rule now. They've turned it grey. It's it's not black and white, Nick. Are you said one may say. Are you me <laughs> I was like, come on, it's a. He's laying that up for you, Nick. Hey, I was having a drink. Um, yeah, it should be black and white. Why? Why have they got the rotation thing in it? That's just ridiculous. Clarky, I still, I still don't even get it. Uh, yeah. What, what's what's the risk in the forearm got to do with it? They're talking oh. about when you ground the ball, and sometimes um, the hand goes the brush like brushes forward over the top. It's still forceful on the ground, but they've called them knock-ons before. Yeah. But now, because there could be a little bit of a rotation. They're saying that that's it's just a try, which is mm. how it should be anyway. But you don't need to put rotation in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just move this. Let's just move on, eh? Number two, operation of the eighteenth player rule. So the number of failed head injury assessments will be reduced from three to two to trigger the activation of the eighteenth player. I like that. I like it a lot. Boys? Yep. I'm sure they've looked at numbers because, mate, really, off the top of your head, how many times was the 18th man enacted last year? That's right. Maybe maybe five? Yeah. Five from, in what? From, from that criteria, yeah. Five, uh, what's that, 20, from last year's criteria, like 25 times eight, eight. is a lot. Yeah. It's a shitload. And then if and. Five, I reckon five times it got enacted. I reckon they, they would have looked at last year's numbers and said, how many times would it have been enacted if it was only two? And I don't think it would have been that high. Mm. I reckon yeah. it goes from like five to what, 20? Yeah. Like really, it, it's not, it's, I don't think it's happening that often. Yeah. I, I, I like this rule amendment. That's a good one. And it's 200 games, by the way, during the NRL season. What? What? Yeah. what? Here's a question, Why do you like it? it? Why do I like it? Yeah. Because I liked that. I liked the rule initially. When um, the only thing I don't like about it is why can't you? Why can't any injury that's that's game ending count? Because they never did that before, and now because of head injuries, they're like, oh, you know. Let's let's bring a player in. Do you think they should just incorporate all game-ending injuries? Uh, no, no, I don't. Because it's no, this, is a, this is the because this is the combat head injuries, not to yeah. combat ACLs. So it's the whole that... point of the bench. It's the whole point of working out how your bench gets used. If you can, if you can hold on to a win, or you can come back when when you've got less guys. Coming off often on the bench. So I know that head injuries are a big, big deal worldwide in collision sports. But um, why is your ACL less important when I know that there's more, there's more issues if you have head injuries, but I'm just saying like, why is it that you get a replacement for a head injury and not for an ACL? How about this? I think that, if you do an ACL when someone does a hip drop, which is an illegal maneuver, what do you think about that, Clarky? Something like that, where it's illegal. Yeah, you but yeah. you you get that now. You, you get want to make eighteenth man come in. Yeah, if you if you get sent off for injuring a player, if you if you get sent yeah, if you do if you commit a foul play offense and injure a player uh in the act of that foul play, uh and get sent off or sin binned, 
the 18th man gets activated. That's okay. already a rule. But okay. I do like, like look, if if head injuries are so prevalent and they seem to be and everyone and everyone seems to think they are, including the coaches in the NRL, then um, if we want to protect players, then maybe an 18th man coming in is better for two rather than three being ruled out due to head injury. Um, I don't know if that necessarily combats head injury. It just means that you get another player on the field, but that's my sort of issue with what you've asked me, Nick. Okay. Anyway, Clarkie, you a fan? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't think I don't think it's going to make that big of a. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. We're going to see the eighteenth enacted more than before, but I still don't think it's going to be all the time. Yeah. Nor do I really care if it does because it's they're pretty stringent around the eighteenth man coming in. So. Yeah, remember last year as well when they used to bring the eighteenth man in. Sometimes they bring the eighteenth man in. He did to play six minutes. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Sorry, the uh, Hills Angels have just turned up. What do you mean? Can you hear that in the background? No. Nah. Nah, mate. Because your microphone blocks it out now, Nick. Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you don't know because I'm you, hearing you're not used to the microphone. You're not used to it, Nicholas. Mm. Anyway, rule amendment three: the intervention of bunker during foul play. The bunker may only intervene for acts of foul play which they deem to be reportable. Like or dislike? Wasn't that the rule last year? I don't know. Apparently, they just stopped shit all the time last year, according to this rule amendment. I swear to God, that was last year's rule. Nick, Uh, I thought. Does this change anything with the bunker? I thought that's what they were doing. Remember, we were blowing up because they were calling things back. They may only intervene for acts of foul play which they deem to be reportable. So they could, they're still going to stop shit. I, I can't see this fixing it up. No. Well, of course it's not going to fix it because it was the rule from last year and they, <laughs> and they disregarded the rule last year. So why aren't they going to disregard the rule this year? Hey, hey, hey. It's just reworded better. All right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't like it because of what you said. It's just going to be – it's not going to change shit. So let's hope we're wrong, eh, fellas? Mm. Number four, the captain's challenge. The old captain's challenge, Nick, our favourite. Yeah, I hate the captain's challenge. So let's just uh, murk the waters a bit more with this. A challenge may be initiated after the referee blows his whistle to stop play rather than only after a decision resulting in a structured restart. Hmm. Hmm. What are they doing? What are they doing? Do, do we understand that, or should I repeat? Should I repeat it? Nah, I'll tell you the trick with the with the um captain challenge mm. to make it awesome. Fuck it off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'll reckon any. I don't reckon anyone shit. likes it. Nah, it's so shit. It's not NFL where there's a billion stoppages. Nah, well they've made it into that. Oh. Just, the games are taking too long. And then we we uh, get to a point where they're, they're unsure. Oh, we're unsure now. So you've still got another one. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my god! How is this one? This is the uh, the Tigers Cowboys um, 
um, amendment with the captain's challenge. We're still on the captain's challenge as well, by the way. A challenge can now also be made following the final play in each half, provided the referee has not already called half or full time. Hmm. They had that last time. Hmm. Tigers, so, Cowboys, spec. Hmm. Interesting. So the fact that they changed the rule. Hmm. Sorry, implies... no, they've amended the rule. The, amend... the fact that they've amended the, the rule wrong. would imply that they got it wrong last year, but then they said they got it right last year. Yeah. Interesting. But they got it right, but they didn't, but they did, but they didn't. Fuck the captain's challenge. I'm moving on. I don't like it. Shit. Number five, offside infringement at scrums. This one is going to be weird. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I'll take that back. This is the only one I know. I'll take that back. It's the next one. It's going to be weird. Sorry. So explain this one. This one's good. Offside infringements at scrums. A full penalty will be awarded rather than a set restart for offside scrum infringements by the defensive team anywhere on the field. So so what they're doing is they're just changing the game back to the way it was beforehand. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like it. So they, so now teams can't be offside to to um screw over the attacking plane of scrum. That's because good. they're off, they're going offside on purpose so they can They're offside give on purpose now they're just giving if they want if they do it they're just giving away two points. Yeah. A likely a, a chance at two points. I like it. The non-infringing team will be able to retain the option of repacking the scrum if they wish, rather than taking the penalty as well. So well, it's a well, would you? well, you if you're on the ten and you've got a set play, and you want to risk yeah. the you go for the try. That's that's why. I, I yeah, like that. I, like I reckon it. that's cool. I like it. Um, but there's a there's a double edged sword as well with scrums now as well. Any team which deliberately locks the ball in the scrum to trap defenders in will be penalised. That's crap. That's crap. Yeah, because it was that was mean? good. That was a good. That was one good thing about the scrum. And I don't get it. Who would have whinged about that, Clarky? You seem to be. Um, I'm confused. Why are you confused? You know, you know when you know when the ball's fed and, and just say the lock. Doesn't leave and the halfback doesn't yeah. doesn't doesn't reach in and take it out. So it's just in there. So yeah. that means the defending team have got to stay in the scrum instead of releasing. Yep. So teams would do that to draw a penalty, or they just it, it was a timing thing. So they'd stuff the defensive team's timing up. Yeah. I think that's it's it's a good part of the game. It's gamesmanship. And then now, it's, now it's it away. Not. Now it's not. So now it's, it's going to be a penalty if you do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'd love to know who brought that up and went. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's move that, mate. It's this fucking lunatic, Peter Vlandy. Ah, uh, leave Peter Vlandy's alone. He's a fuckwit. Mm. <laughs> Why is he a fuckwit? Dan likes him. Careful, Clarky. I do like him because he would be behind this. He just likes to fuck around with shit. No, you know what? I don't know about that. <laughs> but I'll tell you something. Tell me. This is why you get us. rid of this is why you get rid of scrums, boys, because they're fucking shit nah. in rugby league. No, it still needs to look like the sport of rugby league. That, that, <sighs> look, man, that's a dumb rule. That's I don't understand it. It's a dumb rule. Let's keep ruining the scrum, eh? Yep. No tactics at scrums. It's just everyone hug each other, and then the ball gets fed like it would if you played it with your foot. Look, Weird. look, look. Just before you go on, right? So the only thing I can think of with that is that they're trying to make the game quicker, but they keep captains' challenges. Yeah. Like, doesn't make any sense. 
You know why? I've got a theory now. The Captain's Challenge is there because they have sponsored it with KFC and other things. I'm on to yeah, it. Well, they need to get rid of it. I'm Tim on to it, please. Anyway, this is the the next rule amendment is the one that's um slash weird slash I don't think they'll keep this up all year. Ten meter compliance in general play. Active defenders must have both feet behind the referee or in line with the referee when setting the 10-meter defensive line. Isn't that always been the rule? Yeah. That's the rule, isn't it? Is yeah. One rule, is so, it? Can you say it again? Both feet need to be in line with the ref or behind him. You can't have one foot in front. It's offside. That's always been the rule. It's always been the rule. Yeah. It's not a rule amendment. It's just a rule enforcement. I'd, I'd imagine. I reckon that's exactly that's exactly right, Dan. It's a rule enforcement, and they will do this for four weeks, not even, and then they'll just keep. They'll stop. They'll do it for the first four weeks, and then they'll just get over it. Let let it go. I'm telling you, you watch. <clears throat> anyway, captain's challenge. I reckon captain's challenge. His foot wasn't in. Uh, was in front of the ref. Captain's yeah. challenge. Well, they can, can't they? Yeah, they certainly can. Yep. Captain's challenge needs to go. Fuck the captain's challenge. <laughs> anyway, last rule amendment: adjudication of completed tackles. Someone needs to explain this to me, if because I'm kind of like, because people are like this is mad, and I'm like, I think I'm missing something here. But anyway, okay. referees will issue a single call of held or release. So it's held or release when a tackle is complete. Rather than the separate calls of held and release, the change will address unnecessary slowing of the play the ball and improve game continuity, according to the NRL. Well, okay, so they're going to use one call instead of two, which is yeah, fine. I, I think Why that's not what just they're saying. The right? same word. Yeah. Hold on. So, some, so sometimes it's held and sometimes it's release. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. Is that is that I've read it right? Yeah. That's how I've interpreted it. That's that's how I'm understanding it as well. Nick? Yeah. Don't blame Valandis. That's Valandis, mate. That, look, that's just all they had to say was they're going to say it's one word to get to get the player off the go with the ball. It would have been a lot easier if they just yeah. said it's held. Held. <laughs> like yeah. they always have before they yeah. brought in this release. Uh, remember they had dominant tackle and strong tackle? Remember that, that all that? That's all gone. It's all gone now. Oh, anyway. I reckon they still no, I, I, I It's still there. They, they still do it. it. They just don't say anything about it. So if you fall mm. forward, if you're the running player and you fall forward, you get the advantage of trying to get a quick play the ball. Mm. That's why they'll give they'll give the the single word now a bit quicker if you're the <laughs> if you if you're the dominant. Sorry, the dom- sorry. It's two words, Nick. Held slash release. It, it, it's either or though, isn't it? Yeah, it's either or. It, yeah. Uh, okay. So if you if you belt someone in defence and you drive them back, then you get the advantage, and they mm. let you hang on hang on to them a bit longer. That's always been that that's how that's how I read it anyway. I'm pretty sure mm. that's how the rule is. So do we like this adjudication of completed tackles? Just just just, just tidy the wordage up like that. <laughs> it, there's got to be a better way. Sorry, we can't teach we can't teach one word. It has to be two. Uh, it's weird. You think the refs would just go? Okay, we'll just do one word. Easy. Boys, besides the captain's challenge, if you could change one rule in rugby league right now, what would it be? 
And I'll start with you, Nick. No, I'm pretty happy with it, but the captain's challenge, just get rid of it. That's it. That's the only one I really hate. Okay. Okay. I'll let you I'll let you have it. Clarky? Seven tackle set. I agree. So, so that's the slater. Is that the slater rule? Is that the slater, the slater rule? rule? Okay. What would how would you change it? I'd just come oh actually no, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't get rid of it. <clears throat> Knock ons in the in the end goal don't count. Mm. Yeah, I agree, I agree with, with what Parky's saying. I agree it, with that. It, it's got to be when used you, for the reason they brought it in, not the yeah, tricks. Just, that... If they kick it out on the if they kick it out deliberately, like it's like yeah, I don't know I how you're gonna interpret deliberately, but let's just keep it because it's just a, a simple kick, question. Yeah. I well, agree if the ball goes out the back, if the ball goes out the look, it, I'm just trying to make it a little more black and white. If the ball goes out the back, Ooh, he said it, you know. But, but if the ball goes out the back, well, you know, it's almost deliberate. That it's gone far enough that it's gone out the back. Whereas, if the ball goes out the side, I mean, I'm sure they you could still do it on purpose, but it, it's it's a finer. There's there's more chance of error. I think I think if it's if you want to make it easier, you just say. If you drop the ball in there, it's not a seven tackle set. If you kick it out the back, regardless of distance, it's a seven tackle set. But if it was up to me, I'd say if you kick the ball from outside the thirty and it goes out the back, it's a seven tackle set. That's how I'd do it. Right, I'd um, like to just get rid of it completely. Oh, would you? Mm. Mm. If, if I had to keep it, if the yeah. two options were keep it in its current form or get rid of it completely. I'd get rid of it completely. That's how much I think it sucks. So the thing is, it starts it not not only does it give you seven tackles, but it starts at the is it the twenty? Yeah, yeah. Who would who would would anyone do it anymore? To what? Well, Deliberately to give you the seven tackle? Yeah. No, they wouldn't because it's been out since twenty thirteen. I think no, they made the rule change. No, I reckon. Well, would they, anyone kick it out on the full anymore? I reckon they I do kick because it slows the game up a little bit. Even if you've got to do an extra tackle, yeah, it's an extra tackle, but it does slow the game up. Because mm. you said that, Clarky, mm-hmm. um, my rule change would be dropping the interchange to six. Uh, mm. Mm. Bring a bit more fatigue in there, a bit of fatigue. Nah. You, just want more, you just want more CTE. Yeah. No, they eight, say more fatigue good. is less CTE, apparently. Eight, eight's I'm fine. I'm taking the piss. <laughs> And I'm going to say this before I move on. Rugby league rules, I've said this once before. I think it was when we started. They need to be implemented across every competition because right now, Test Footy, NRL, and Super League have different rules to one another, and that is silly, very silly. Are these rules going to be in the new competition that they're starting this week? No, I'm saying they all need to be aligned. I know that, but are they going to be in in this competition? What rules? Yeah, you'd say so. Oh, the, the, the seven amendments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Yeah, so that means that the, the English team have abide by these rules. Yeah. So they're going to cop yeah, it. What's this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's a six what again, Nat? Although, <laughs> mind you, they like a short, they like a short, they like a short try area. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're it's about areas. a meter. Yeah. It's so bad. I don't know how they do it. They must have pinpoint kicks, man. There'll be, a lot of, there'll be a lot of seven tackle sets in the Tom game. There would be. There would be. Have you seen it, Clarky? Do you watch the World Cup? Probably not. Did you see it, but? I think I watched one game. No, I've made, I've seen them before. The the classic one is when um 
Brett Morris did his shoulder like yeah, 10 at years the, ago at, at Old, Old Trafford. Trafford. Yeah. At Old Trafford's the worst because it dips as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you get more, you get more momentum as you go down the as you go down the <laughs> ramp. And you've got to have a cameraman there. Yeah. So bad. Anyway. Boys, next topic, the player strike, the RLPA versus the NRL over the game's collective bargaining agreement, or the CBA. <clears throat> so there is currently a battle between the NRL CEO, Andrew Abdo, and their Players Association, which is headed by RLPA President Clint Newton, over the next five-year cycle of the CBA. So for those that don't know, the CBA is basically a long list of terms of employment for players inclusive of pay, leave, insurance, retirement funds, etc. What has been happening is the NRL have put forward their proposal. The RLPA believes it's thin on player benefits. Um, the NRL have basically struck back and said the RLPA are being greedy and they're asking for too much. Uh, so what we're seeing is a very drawn-out process. Uh, it was supposed to be sorted before November, obviously gone a long a lot past that it's february now uh the relationship between the nrl and the rlpa is very strained and it's being played out in the media daily now so that was just the beginning where it all kicked off was two days before christmas the nrl prematurely announced the salary cap figure for the men's and women's game uh, for 2023 only. Apparently, it was without proper consultation with the RLPA. They slammed the NRL as disrespectful and said they never agreed to these figures publicly. The players retaliated and currently have boycotted all external media, so NRL media, uh, the Daily Telegraph, Fox Sports, you name it, Channel 9. Uh, there's no promotional requests being fulfilled. Uh, they're now considering harsher measures by heading to an NRL first lockout period, which means boycotting NRL matches until an agreement is reached. What the RLP the RLPA wants is the following. They want a new medical support fund. So that's being able to have surgery whenever they need to after retirement instead of within 12 months of retirement. They want so forever. Forever Sorry. after retirement. So I think I think they want it long, like longer, not just one year. Maybe they want four years. It can't be forever, surely. It, it can't be forever, but I don't have a drum with it being longer than one year because you you can get by for one year, but the the injury occurred when you were playing. Yeah, yeah. So like they're what? using Andrew Fafita as an example, where he needs six surgeries on yeah, six yeah, different you know body what? parts. The, but the thing is, right? He could have had those surgeries. Well, I, I'm I'm not I'm not. Uh, being a negative towards Andrew Fafita, he he kept playing without having those surgeries. So he gave to the NRL. Mm. So I don't care that he he's he's got to have six surgeries when he's finished his career. The NRL should give them to him. Yeah. So they are, they are giving it to him, but he's saying that he won't be able to physically get the six surgeries done within the twelve months of retirement. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I understand that. What I'm saying is they should it shouldn't matter if it goes past the twelve months. Give it to him. Yeah, 100%. yeah. So the, the uh, yeah, so they they're trying. There'd be to no one disagreeing than... with that. There'd be no one disagreeing with that. That just makes the NRL look fucking stupid. It just depends on it depends on how much they want. How much after your retirement? How many years do you get that's covered for surgery? Well, look, it's one of those things where Andrew Fafita can't go. 
okay, I've had three now. I'm going to have a break and have five years off and then I'll have the others later. It doesn't work like that. What happens is he needs six surgeries. The NRL know he needs six surgeries. He's retired from the game. He doesn't have to have them all at once, but he just has to have them mm. constantly. We know he's got to have them. Why not yeah. just have them one after yeah. the other? As soon as you've recovered from one, you're up for the next one. Well, the and, interesting... obviously, and obviously what the NRL is just trying to cover themselves for is let's just keep using Andrew Fafita. Is Andrew Fafita tripping over his garden hose in 15 years' time, snap at his ankle, well, and then he think, goes, think, oh, this, this, this is when I played against the Dragons in I think if it's logged, it has to be logged somewhere. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, And that's not that hard. Hmm. Like, Obviously, after every single game, uh, each team logs their injuries. Do you know what I mean? And even throughout the week, you can yeah. see what's happened from where. Yeah. How many times you get to like Wednesday or Thursday and they go, guess what? Old mate's out for six weeks because we've just found something. And it happens a, in the game. There's a dossier for every player on your yeah. injury. And it's very detailed, 100%. There's not a, there's, I've got no issues with them having every surgery that occurs because of injuries in the game. And you can't tell me there's not enough money for it. Mm. The next thing they want is the RLPA. They want uh, the first ever NRLW CBA. So they want long-term contracts, a pregnancy policy, minimum wage established for women, and a representative calendar. Haven't they already got a minimum wage? No, 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 no. They, they, they. The NRL has announced one this year. Yeah. But again, it was they said it was haphazard and they didn't agree to it. Okay, and so they're saying it's not enough, or when they say haphazard, what, what does that mean? They're, so they're saying they're saying that it. They're saying that they've just created a they've created a figure, yeah. and they're like, deal with it, and like deal with it for this year, and then we'll figure it out later. And they're like, no, 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 we need insurances, and what if a player gets pregnant, and uh, is it for one year that we sign, and and how, what about twenty twenty four? And I'm a bit, I, I'm just a bit stuck with the the pregnancy one. Like, what, what, what wasn't it for two years? So I how think, long does it take to have a baby? So well, it's about maternity leave as well. Yeah, I know. Do you get do you get pregnant? Do you get pregnant? Like I don't understand. I don't understand what well, that's like. I think so the, what the happens, NRL have been what pretty good giving them two years. The the penis goes into the vagina. It yeah, does. It happen on the field though, Clarky. Oh, okay. Um, I think that it could. Yeah, I, I just I just someone said three years or four years. Is that what is that what it is? <laughs> I think it was three years, and the well, NRL well, has how said. How do you get three years? I that means you've got to keep a roster said, spot open for you for three years. We'll give you two years. I think two's fair. Yeah, but we don't know what we don't know what they've what they're saying in the boardroom. So, like, what they're fighting over. Well, as far as you've told me, it's they want three years, and the NRL has said two. Yeah, well, that's no what dramas. Yeah. You get two. Anyway, the next thing they want is a higher minimum salary and they want a training salary. So the minimum salary that the NRL has proposed is 120. The RLPA wants it to be 150 for top 30 players. Uh, they want better match fees and a training salary for players outside the top 30. Okay, they want... here's a question. Mm. Do they bring in enough money to do that? That's exactly. That's, that's, that's... It's such an easy question. Well, it's a question I can't answer. No, no, we don't know the answer because we don't know the, what, what, what money they're bringing in. But if they can bring in enough money that, that absolutely they deserve that, 100%. 100%. They give them 150 as a minimum wage, right? 
But if they don't, you can't. Yeah. Well, if they don't, yeah. Yeah. 120,000 is all right. Yeah, for minimum wage. And they're not playing all year either. Yeah. The players, they want fair agreement rights. So that what that is, what that entails, is they want uh, a voice on how many hours they work per week. They want a voice oh, on how many... becoming NFL now. That's crazy. They want a voice on how many rounds are played per season, and they want the fining system... They want a voice on the fining system. They pretty much want the fines abolished and will just take suspensions. Or they want a fining system that's different pertaining to what you make. So a higher player gets fined more, lower player gets fined less. Yeah, I agree. But you just it said be, you it said could be a about, percentage. You said about the NFL. What what do you mean about that? Okay, so with the NFL, what we, so what they do is there's there's penalties on you've only got a certain amount of hours per week that you can train. Yep. So in the preseason, when they do it with their preseason, they've only got so many hours in the week that they can do their preseason. And teams get fined if they their players are training more than that. So you yeah, might right. have a real a young bloke that's super keen that wants to keep training. He's, he's not allowed. You'll get a fine. He can only he can only train the amount of allocated hours. Yeah, right. That's very regimented. Yeah. So I, I don't necessarily I don't think we're at that level yet. I don't I don't that's it. That's almost sounds like Maybe some of the older players. Yeah, let's whack, let's try and whack this in. Let's get this through the keeper. Mm. Now, the look. Pl- in saying that, I've never done a pre an NRL preseason, and and it, look, everyone you talk to or everyone that talks about it tells you how grueling and horrible it is. Mm. I reckon. But in saying easy. that, when they start off the year, they're all looking trim, taut, and massive, and it's yep. throughout the year where they lose weight because that's when the injuries occur. Sorry, Clark is distracting me. He's on fire with these calls. What, what did he say? I said, I reckon it'd be easy. What do you mean? The preseason? The preseason. Yeah, shit at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the players also want more revenue, by the way. So they think that the NRL is holding back funds and they go, if we're the ones that are, we should have a high percentage in the in the pie and it goes fast. You know what they, if they, if they, what they should do is they should make what the NRL make absolutely transparent and then as a flow down effect whatever the players make absolutely transparent so you know exactly what the players are getting and you know exactly how much the NRL are making two way straight yeah the last thing they want is an improved hardship fund for long term injured players that could be players like Simon Dwyer I've got no uh, time for that Taniela no Taniela is that the guy that was on the wing yeah, for the Tigers? Yeah. So yep. in uh, in baseball in America, yeah, I know it's not baseball, but in baseball in America, they've got this thing. If you play for, I can't remember how many years it is. It might be nine, it might be seven. But if you play at the top level for, for a certain amount of games, like I, th- I think it's got to be the majority, for seven or nine years, you get what's called the baseball pension, right? And you get it for the rest of your life. And what happens is a certain amount of each player's wage who's playing goes into the pension and it funds it's a, it's not a massive amount but it just keeps it's like men of league yeah i guess it is like men of league but it just mm-hmm. keeps them at a, at a level where they know that they they've given their bodies to the game you've played 7 years 7 years i mean you, you've played a lot of first grade if you've played 7 years it just keeps them with a little bit of money so they're never going to go you know go broke mm-hmm. 
So with all these demands, the NRL have come to the table. Uh, they've had a seek. They've had a three day meeting as of this week. Uh, during that meeting, uh, NRL CEO Andrew Abdo publicly came out, and he stated that the NRL are willing to compromise to achieve a fair result for what is asked. However, they state that the the RLPA will not budge on their demands, which is prolonging the standoff. So he's blaming them for this standoff right now. So, so um, can I just guess that they're blaming him? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So it's hard to it's hard to know who's telling who's telling the truth and who's spinning propaganda. But Andrew Abdo also says that what what they're asking, if we just said yes, he said it will financially cripple the game in the long run and is not business savvy. As of this evening, boys, at the time of recording, which is Wednesday the eighth of February, the NRL players have stated the following. If our demands are not met by close of business Thursday, we will continue to boycott media. De- uh, the, sorry, we'll, we will continue to boycott media. We will then delay the kickoff to trial matches. We will cover the NRL logo during gameplay. And lastly, boycott NRL matches altogether as a last resort. I need your thoughts here because. I, I just think that. Mate, if you make it transparent, if you show the players where the money is, where the money's going, and and like, look, I don't know, Clint Clint Newton seems like he loves an argument, but if you can make it transparent and they're reasonable, if, if what the NRL is doing is reasonable, if they provide this transparent record of reasonableness, it'll just make the players look silly. But if the NRL are holding back and there is little little things they're doing to, well, we can't tell them that because we're getting this here. That is an issue. Mm. Clarky? Mate, I don't think, I don't think what they're asking for is unreasonable. Like it's just 120,000 instead of, they're asking for 150 instead of 120. And just, it's only little, like. That's 30 grand a play, Clarky. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I made mean, those. Wasn't their last? What was their last fucking TV rights deal? How like, many? And we're talking like yeah. it's like six billion dollars or something. It's like something insane. I, I just one hundred twenty grand for for a kid who's eighteen is pretty good money, man. And that's the that's the lowest end. There's kids with talent who come straight in, like that Jack Howarth from Melbourne. He hasn't even played a game yet, still, and he's on four hundred thousand or five hundred thousand a year already. Yeah, I just I don't think what they're asking for is that unreasonable. And I just think the NRL is just, yeah, it's going to come back and bite them. And, and the players, if, if they're fed income, they have to stay strong. They can't, they can't pussy out. But they can't. They can't. That's, and they that's can't, 100% you know, true, Clarky. But and if they, they do do that, they've got to expect to lose a percentage of what they could make. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and, and they can't. And the thing is, they can't pull out now either. Pull out of round one. No, they can't pull out of the um out of this fight. Out of this fight. No, they can't. And no the way. thing is, and the thing is, I reckon Peter Volandis is the type of person who, if they do pull out, he'll make an he'll make a point of telling people that they pulled out. Yeah. He's that guy. Hmm. They've just got to come to they've got to be reasonable and come to an agreement. Or poor Ryan Madison will do his do his nana. <laughs> <laughs> What's really going on with Ryan Madison? He's not playing. He decided he wants to keep the money. 
Yeah. Oh, I'll, uh, that that will be uh that will be uh brought up momentarily. By the way, we'll talk about it soon, Clarky. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Clarky. The they can't pussy out the players. They need to stick strong. Otherwise, they look silly and will basically succumb to whatever the NRLs suggesting rather than what the RLPA wants. Um, but I'm kind of agreeing with Abdo in the sense that compromise needs to be a thing here. It's just hard to believe either yeah, side. It's really hard to compromise on both sides. Why is it well, just Abdo who, who Abdo goes? They've got to compromise. Yeah, it's exactly. Be it's hard to believe. It's, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. I'm not sure whether he understands the word compromise when he's telling one party to compromise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like communism. Anyway, boys, the next one: potential off-field changes which are being negotiated between the NRL and the RLPA, which have been leaked to the media. So these next two proposals are not confirmed, but they may come into effect when the CBA is eventually confirmed. So the first one is NRL prize money, which is set for a boost. So for clubs, the current prize money for winning the grand final is 200 grand, and they want it to go to 800 grand. Do we like that? We talked about this last year. That's just Penrith having a whinge. Yeah, but if if you're a, if you're a dead set, if you are a fan, you don't care about the money. You, fuck the clubs. You want to win. I know you it's want to win. About but, the money. But do you think you should be rewarded for winning? They the are two hundred grand. They get two hundred grand. <laughs> so you don't like it, obviously. It's about winning. No, I don't like it. It's great. That 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 feels greedy to me. Clarky. Yeah, eight hundred seems like a lot. You reckon? I thought I thought you were going to say five. No, nah, they want eight. Yeah, I know. Why eight? Why not a mil? <laughs> yeah, the eight eight seems like a weird number. It's either five or a seven mil. six six. Because if I'll tell you why, because eight is less than a mil. That's why it's two hundred yeah. grand they're saving. Hey, it's six hundred. It's six hundred. Too much. <laughs> anyway, I didn't know this. This is the way this was going to go. What, did you, uh, what for, do you think, Dan? You think yeah, eight hundred is fine. They should just give them eight hundred if they can afford it. It's just like so we talked, we talked about this last year. So Penrith came out and were whinging because mm. look, they were looking like winning the comp from the get go. Mm. I'm the only one who thought they paramount win. <laughs> but, they were, yep. Yeah, let let's be serious though. It's never been an issue, and Penrith come out and say, "Oh, it's not enough money," and now we want more money. Now it's going to change in the CBA. What? I've never heard anyone whinge about the amount of money that the grand finalists win. Everyone every year whinges about winning the minor premiership because you get like a hundred grand. Yeah. So the, what they the fuck are you going to do? With, what the fuck can a hundred grand do? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this party? Good party. You ready for this? Yeah. It will be two hundred grand instead of a hundred grand. <laughs> bum bum bum. Dun 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 That's... dun. What do you so if you win the minor premiership, this is what it is. If you win the minor premiership in the grand final, you win a million dollars. Is that yeah. how it works? Yes. That is so stupid. What? <laughs> if they're asking for, I reckon if they're asking for eight, they the minor premier gets four. I reckon yeah. if you win the minor premiership, you got 250 and you won the grand final, you got 500. Yeah, that's massive. That. Yeah. I like that. Fair enough. For individual payments. So they're going to turn finals footy 
match payments into something similar to what they've done with Origin and Test Footy. So this is the proposal. Um, as you guys know, if you play Origin, the COVID price is fifteen grand per game. Uh, it used to be thirty grand per game. I think they're going to revert to that, or maybe even make it higher. Um, but for finals footy, if you're in the top eight, every player gets four grand that plays in week one of the finals. Every single player. If you make, I didn't know you got. I thought that was just a part of your salary. No, so no, now no, you get you get a part. The whole point is that you they want to make finals more valuable. Yeah, so that's the player, right. The player goes, "Fuck this! If we make the grand, if we make the finals, boys, we just got to make the eight. We get an extra four grand in our pay right. packets this week." But that's what's right. the prop- that's the proposal? What was it before? I don't know. They don't. I think I it was nothing in the finals. To be honest, it would have been like winning. a normal normal match payment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was a, now it's a part like, of the salary. Yeah. Now yeah. it's extra. Yeah. Okay. Now it's on top, so it's not. Whatever you get here is on t- like it's sep- it's like a third party basically. So yep. you you win round one. That's four grand each, boys. Congratulations, handshake. We're, you we're just make, you just make it. Another, you just play in week one. You get four grand. There's another chance of four grand next week. Let's let's win, boys. We get another four grand. You know. So, week one appearance, each player gets four grand. Week two and week three, you get eight grand. So we're adding this, by the way. So it's four grand in week one, eight in week two, eight in week three, sixteen thousand for grand final. So you, you know, can make a total of thirty six grand if you are in the grand final. Okay, you know what I reckon they should do? They shouldn't worry about the the money to win and the money to win the minor premiership. That's glory. What they should do is whatever amount of money they should get, they should divide it amount amount of players that would be used during that period, and that's that's the value of getting into the eight. Well, I think they can choose what they want to do with that. And a lot of the clubs do give it to the players. But my opinion is they should give it to their junior clubs. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Who are the Roosters going to give it to? Who are they give it to? <laughs> Throwing shade. <laughs> Throwing some shade. Nicholas G. Oh, that was good. That was good, wasn't it? Jesus. Poor, poor Roosters. Hey, eh, Clarkie? You love hey, the roosters. They've got Clavelli. <laughs> Throwing shade. They even got, they've got four clubs. Better. You can't just name all the beaches, Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> um, boys, then the other proposal is a trade window. So there's actually thought behind this one. It's not just a, a bloody made up window. So the proposal is the main trade window will be between July. And March, so before round one of the following season. So instead of Stephen Crichton signing in January with the Bulldogs for 2024, he'd have to wait until July to announce it. Do we think that makes it a bit better, or do you think that's a what, bit of restraint they, on the player? Um, restraint so on the player. In mid, nah, uh, look, didn't we, didn't we already have like deadlines and that before? So the deadline is the deadline is is June thirtieth. That's to yeah. sign. That's a mid season signing. No, no. What what I mean is, can you remember when we we all knew the player agents were talking to players behind backs and that sort of thing, and mm. deals were going on, and they just pretended that there wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Because there was any tampering and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then they just got rid of it. Is that yeah? This? That's yeah. So now they they don't want 
They don't want signings for next year to be announced in January. They want it to be you know in Wait, July. I'm so past it. Who cares? Who cares? Does it make so that much the, of a difference? Do, as a Panthers fan, do you really care whether Stephen Crichton gets announced in February or July? Do you know what? We, we, yeah, ages true. ago, when this first came in, heaps of people used to talk about, ah, you know, I don't want to know my players going, blah, blah, blah. Get over it. It's been like that for years. It has. It has. It's a business. It. We know it's a business. Move forward. I think we're the it's only a- sport that does that, but. I don't. I can't name another sport where you're where you're playing. Like you're announced to go and play for another club in 2024, yet yeah. have the same jersey on for 2023. Yeah, but I don't know any other sport that has the back page of the Daily Telegraph every single day, almost. What do you mean? That's the, well, I'm just saying it's an important sport. I don't care if we're the only sport. Oh, I'd argue that the Super, uh, the Premier League in England, soccer would be at the back page of their paper every week. Yeah, but they have a whole bunch of different rules that we don't have. <laughs> Like if we're going to compare rules or rules. Yeah, you got to pair, compare rules. Then you got like the American sports where Stephen Crichton can be told he's going to the dogs against his will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have a drama. I don't honestly have a drama with it. Yeah, and I don't and care. let's, that was ages ago. People used to have a drama with this five years, six years ago. Let's move forward. What about um the, the mid-season transfer window? They want it to be between round 10 and round 19. So if you want to go to another club halfway through the year, you have a 10-week period to do it. That seems too long. So this is i.e. Matt, Matt Lodge going to the Roosters yeah. last year. Yeah. So you can't you, – uh, round 10 finishes. You pretty much get, yeah, eight to 10 weeks. How many? Here's a question. How many players actually did that last year? Like I know there was a lot of talk. Like There was a possibility Marty Tapao was going to go to Para. Um, obviously the Matt Lodge to the Roosters. Who else? Was there anyone else who went? Um, Oliver Gildart went from Tigers oh. to Roosters. Come on, let's let's get serious. <laughs> he did. Yeah, who cares? Man, he didn't play. Man, yeah, meant ones that people cared about. Um, he's a slack. So how long? How long? How long the pre- how long's the trade window? How long are they proposing it for? Uh, eight to ten weeks. So around ten to around nineteen is the eight proposal. Eight to ten weeks, mate. The, you talk about you comparing them to different sports. Premier League, it's four weeks, and the mm. competition goes for f- far longer. Mm. Nah, four weeks. Four weeks. You got a month. What about five weeks? Yeah, so, I so five fifteen weeks to nineteen, good. fourteen to nineteen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, eight boys. Too long. Moving on to suspensions during the off season. So Angus Crichton, if you boys can remember, he was sin-binned in the Rugby League World Cup final after he knocked out Chanel Harris-DeVita with an elbow during the match. Uh, He received a two-match suspension as a result. Now, controversially to some, not for me, but because I've been saying this since the birth of the podcast, uh, Angus Crichton is allowed to serve his two-match suspension during the NRL's preseason challenge, meaning he will be available for round one of the NRL season. So the so reason both those games are, are counted. Yeah, both the trial games are counted. Now, before you blow up, Nick, the reason Crichton is receiving different treatment is because international test matches uh, and suspensions during those matches include trials. This is opposed to the NRL and being suspended during an NRL match. So their rule is if you get suspended during an NRL match, you must serve your suspension for NRL competition games only. 
So okay. does that an sound... example an example of that is Ryan Madison, who yeah. controversially accepted a three game ban instead of a I, uh instead I don't of a care. fine. I don't care about him because he he that, that's what he decided to do. Yeah, he wanted to backtrack on mm. it, but he made that decision, so I don't care about that. Mm. I just don't think that the I I don't like the idea that some games are more important than others and you can serve some suspensions here and some there and you can backdate suspensions like they did with Tyrone May. Okay, okay, okay. I don't like the backdating thing, Taylor May. I, I can't. May, sorry, I, I hated that because that was just like, oh, let's let him play in the grand final, but then he can't play next year. My question, which I asked in last year's off-season bunker review, so that was episode forty. Um, are you happy for players to serve their suspension during the NRL trial period? No. You why? Should, they should why? Let them why? Play. Why? You should let them play during the trials. Okay. Well, that's what they do. So, like. Ryan Madison is allowed to play during the trials. Yeah, fine. And he then he serves his suspension because trials don't count. Okay, but they do, but because... Well, they don't, Dan. They don't. But There's no I, points out of a trial, man. I understand what you're saying, but how how is it that you can be suspended during a trial then? That that's just that, that because if you don't if you don't allow someone to be suspended during a trial, they can go out and just take everyone's head off. There's so, got to be rules. There's got to be there's got to be consequences for when you do something wrong. Yeah, but it's still a game. It's a game. I'm playing yep. for my club. It's a trial game. So if Ryan Madison plays in the trial, which he's allowed to do, mm. and he goes and does a head high, which is worth four weeks, mm. well, guess what? When it gets when it when it goes over to uh, the proper competition, then he gets another four weeks. It's so easy. Okay, so if he does it in the first week of the preseason challenge, yep. and he gets a four week suspension, yep. He should be able to serve the first week in the second week of the preseason. No. Yes. Because the, the trial doesn't mean anything. But it's, it's a game. Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything, man. <laughs> well, then if it doesn't mean anything, you shouldn't be able to get suspended during the game either. Well, it does. It, it means things to people's health. Okay. There's got to be consequences if you take someone's head off. Yeah, that's fine. There's got to be consequences be... if you do a hip drop. That's, There's that's got to fine. be consequences when you do something illegal. And I the agree. consequence is that you've got to be strong enough that you're not gonna um you're not gonna cripple your club when it gets into the the, the rounds that mean stuff. I agree. I'm a, I'm agreeing with you, but you should also be able to serve your suspension during trials. That's no, what I'm because saying. Because it doesn't mean anything. Because if Angus Crichton gets two weeks for doing something in the World Cup mm-hmm. and he serves it in two meaningless trials. It means there's no disadvantage. It's not his fault that he's he's committed the crime at the end of the season. Well, it is his fault. That's what I'm saying. Make it meaningful. I disagree with you. We're not going to come to an agreement here. Clarky, no. what do you think? You're the third person. I don't think this situation is black and white. I think I, I agree with Angus Crichton being able to serve it in the trials. If something happened in the grand final, I don't think they should be able to serve it in the trials. I think it affects the... Well, that's what happened to Madison. You can't this and that. It. Yeah. Why can't Ryan Madison serve his trial then now? Oh, yeah. So I agree with what the NRL's doing. Go Peter Valandis. Hey, <laughs> that, that's legit. That's uh, Ryan, Ryan's on the fence. And Dan, Nick, you're, you're, you're against Dan, me. You've got to come to a compromise, mate. And the I'm compromise not, is I'm, I'm right. I, I will not. I'm, <laughs> I'm Andrew Abdoing you. Okay, boys, next topic. This one is um, a Nick Guild special, which I guarantee you, he and you, Clarky, will love. So this is called the green card rule. It's a Super League rule. So in 2023, they've introduced... 
the green card, which is if a player goes down to any type of injury, so if they go down and they're like, oh, my, my injury, they are to be forced from the field for a period of no less than two minutes for treatment. And they tr- they tried to do this two years ago. No, no, the super, the super. So they've actually, so you know, in the Super League, you get Simbin, it's a yellow card, and it's send-off is a red card. Yeah. They've actually got the card. So if you are if you go down. Oh, they've actually got a green card. They've got a green card. And That's go, hilarious. Green card. You're That's off hilarious. for two. Yeah. But, I like if it. It's, but if it's like the NRL, they just won't use it. No, yeah, they true. won't. Remember well, when the other was like, oh, eight. the referee stops it and you go off for two, but if the trainer stops it, you don't go off for two. And then no one went off. Yeah, no one went off. They're like, oh, he's all good. Oh, he's not. He's all good. And it was like, I remember that. It was so confusing. People running off. They didn't know if they had to run off. They run back on. It's like, no. This is, to me, the green card makes it black and white. The ref's like, oh, he went down. He's off. Get rid yeah, of him. I agree. How good is it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's good. Cracker. All right. I like that. I like it. All right. So, so they have that now. That's in now, is it? That's in as of this year. In the NRL? In, no, no. In the Super League. Ah. Should the NRL adopt it? Yes. Straight away. Yeah. Cool I'm that, pretty sure he would have brought that up in the rule change segment, Nick. Come on, yeah, Nicholas. that's true. That is true. You know Aren't what's you funny listening? is that's such a good rule. That's such a good rule. And there's not one rule I thought was such a good rule in the NRL. <laughs> Yeah, well, the captain's is, challenge is good. Uh, yeah. Boys, uh, we'll move on to the next topic. So this will become a question for our correspondent, Dr. X, to answer. So Dr. X, for those they remember, specializes in brain atrophy and trauma. He's a friend of the podcast who features from time to time. So he will be a great person. I think his name should still be Dr. Head, but just, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> also, it's not Professor X. This bike's not in a wheelchair. Oh, <laughs> Nick. That was so lame. Clark, how dry was that? <laughs> Dr. X. Oh, my God. Shut up, Nick. Okay. English Rugby Union, boys. Uh... They are set to introduce a major change in their tackling laws from their grassroots all the way through to senior level eventually. The new rule for tackling... In England, English Rugby Union will be that defending players can only tackle from the waistline down only. The rule change has sparked mass controversy, um, but it's been created apparently due to the current lawsuit against Rugby Union in Europe where over 225 players are suing the game for negligence around concussion. Rugby so, unions, so the stakeholders in, in rugby in England, um, they're playing the the fear, the, the the fear card, saying that all their juniors will now play rugby rugby league. It's true. But good way to bring more players in, rugby union. Keep doing it. In fact, I think they should have to tackle below the waist. <laughs> like below the below the below the top of the thigh, even. <laughs> Look. It's an awful rule, isn't it? No, and you should only be able to tackle left-handed. Go rugby union, go. Back I don't to... understand. Like they're obviously doing this as a reaction to the lawsuit. What do mm. they think that? Oh, we can't get sued now because we changed something. Yeah, but yeah, no. But you know what you the other thing still, is... you can still get sued because the players who were suing you have already played. 
Yep. Yeah. And, and on top sense. of that, it, it, let's let's get serious again. Those players that are doing this action, it, it, look, I'm pretty sure there'd be bandwagon players in that in that class action. Oh, there would be some. They, you know, you know the risk of playing a contact sport, and I, I just, I just rugby. It's rugby union. They've had <laughs> their hits do, aren't as hard as ours. Do you do you think like, do you think that there's a when you sign a contract to play professional uh, rugby league, let's just say the NRL, mm-hmm. do you think there is, or do you think they will introduce um, a clause or like a a, a box ticking question where they say? These are the risks of playing rugby league, and concussion would be one of the risks. I've got no doubt that that's already somewhere that they sign. No, and they sign it. a waiver, and they go, "Yep, I understand." I don't, I don't know if it's a waiver. That's I don't know what the terminology would be, but there'd be some legal legal document that a part of it says that there's a risk to play the game. But the only legitimate thing I can think as to why England Rugby Union would do this is to. Try and scare the players. So those 230 players, surely at the end of the day, they actually lo- they love the sport of rugby union. Surely they're doing this to try and cull the numbers and the players go, oh, fuck. This is this is what they're doing. So they get they're actually gonna they're actually gonna our lawsuit has forced the governing body to destroy the sport that we love. Actually, no, boys, I'm out. I'm out of the lawsuit. Surely that's the only thing I can think of. That's the only plausible I just, I just explanation. Think you'd just get out and you'd go and play rugby league. Why, why, why would you bother keep playing rugby union? That's what, but that's what I mean. Like these players are basically ruining the sport. Yeah, but, they're ruining but, the sport. Well, okay, but, okay. But they've also that. got. They've also like if they're legitimately, if they've been neglected by the sport, whilst they played, and now they've got health issues. Then they wouldn't have been fucked. How would they have been neglected any more than, say, okay, I'll I'll give you a hypothetical. I'll give you a hypothetical. I can't say this is fact, but it'd be like hit up, bang, concussed. You're good, nut, throwing up, headaches, dizziness, nut, get the fuck back out there. You're one of our best players. Go. You're getting paid. I'm pretty sure that was happening in rugby league. Yeah. That was happening. And and, in fact, the question is, the question is, Head high, don't go down. You go down, you vomit. The coach comes up, you good? Yeah, mate, I'm good. Get me out there. Yeah, that's also... And that's what it would have been in Rugby Union too. That's what James Graham said he did. And that's what Mm. it would have been in Rugby Union too. And no one's one's suing here, except for Isaac DeGoyce, I think it is. Well, look, there's still a worry it could happen here, Clarky. That's that's what I'm worried about. Is... is, um, Okay. Do those players that are suing? Look, I don't know enough about it. I'm just assuming. Do those players that are suing, were they looked after at all? Were they oh, just told, nah, fuck off? I don't know. Because that's a different. They're like, claiming they negligence. Legitimate, we need a little bit of help. Here's my background. Here, look, we've gone to these doctors. These doctors are all saying, yep, absolutely, 100%. I need some help. Or is it uh, the rugby union in England said, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you help. And this is what we're going to give you. And they've got, no, nah, not enough. Want more money. Because there's a difference. If they if they bring this in, if they if England rugby succeed, as in the, the the law changes succeed, and bring in this tackling rule below the waist or the waist below, I think it's going to be detrimental, not only to rugby union but collision sports in general. So 
I don't want to sound like I've said this twice now. I don't want to sound negligent to head injuries and its effects, but major changes like tackling below the waist, they'll be the catalyst to eradicating collision sports entirely in the next few decades. I think it's going to filter through to every collision sporting code. I just don't see it happening, man. I'll tell you why, because they could have done it with boxing as well. People are going to still chase the glory, the money, everything involved in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. You've got players now. You've got players now who know the consequences and they still choose to do it. Why would it change? There's not going to be any more. There's not going to be any more. Well, there might be slightly more, but there's not going to be some like astronomical information overload between now and 10 years' time where, oh, now we know about CTE. It's like, no, no, we already know about CTE. And people, there's hundreds and if not hundreds of thousands of kids still choosing to play rugby league, still choosing to play AFL. Don't, don't you think the NRL are doing a pretty good job? Like they're, they're actually trying. Yeah. I'd say they're, the trying, they're, complete, they're not getting the, the rules to... right, but they they're going to get better each year. Like like I.e. England have brought in that green card thing, right? It, it, now that's I know that's about faking injuries, blah blah blah, but it's still around around a concussion. It's a good thing, do you know what I mean? Like they're getting better at it, so you just got to keep improving each year. Just wait to see what Doctor Head says, <laughs> Professor X. I think we, I think we already know what he said. No, I'm gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna answer. Don't worry. But the last thing I'll say before I move on, um, if they, if this is the catalyst for for change, and rugby union, rugby league, AFL, uh, NFL, boxing, UFC, all get banned, uh, sports like touch football and Oztag, as much as I oh, want them to be okay. semi, pro- yeah. Yeah. Let, got back don't, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. <sighs> As much as I'd like to see those sports succeed somewhat, they can't. They can't replace rugby league. They just can't. But that's what we're going to. If we're going down this, I'm telling you, 2023, England rugby union gets rid of tackling above the waist. It leads to shit like this, and you think it's funny now, but it could happen in 20, 30, 40 years. I'm just laughing that episode one of the third season. Somehow you bring your beloved sport of touch footy into it again. It's Oztag. <laughs> It's anyway, Harry, same thing. Hey, you. <laughs> anyway, boys, some signing news and rumors. So, Guilty. Tag. Yeah. You've played too. Shut up. You played last year. <laughs> <laughs> ripping up the field. I was old. <laughs> you know, ripping up Wentworth Park and Glee. Pa, pa. I wasn't ripping it up. I was falling over. Anyway. <laughs> Doing his groin in the warm up, eh, Clarky? Yeah. <sighs> No, that's the real deal, mate. That one. Yeah, the real deal. When you do, you do your, do your groin in the warm up against no one. <laughs> Unopposed session. Yeah. Anyway, some signing news and rumors. Guilty. So, uh, against your wishes, on episode seventy-four, which was the last episode, the Eels have prioritized youth and re-signed Dylan Brown until twenty twenty-five, with a six-year extension option on the table which would keep him there until 2031. Effectively, this has left Mitch Moses uh, with two options. He's still without a contract for 2024, by the way. Uh, His options are go to the Tigers or stay at the Eels. Uh, The Bulldogs have stated that they have pulled out of the race. The Tigers' offer is between $1.4 and $1.6 million, apparently, 
Guilty, you're telling me. Uh, whereas the the eels have apparently up there offered a one point one. So what do we what do we make of it now, Nick? Apparently he wants it sorted. As of today, he said he wants it sorted before round one. So we've got two weeks to play here. Where's he going? Mate, if it's one point look, what what I heard was it's one point four and the Tigers are trying to I don't know how it all works with regards to third party, but they're trying to get it to one point six somehow. I don't know. Look, if they get it to one point six, you gotta go. Wouldn't you? You gotta go. One point six over five years. Heaps of that's money. another two million. Yeah. More than two million. So yeah. look, it, it's hard. But if it's one point four to one point one five, you wanna win or do you want to go to the Tigers? I don't know. And I don't think the Tigers are going to come last. I just don't think they're they're not going to be in a grand final anytime in the next three years. Here's the thing: you you brought up something interesting because I said the figure one point six, and I forgot that that in, that was inclusive of third party deals. Because realistically, the Tigers are offering them one point four on the salary cap. So my question is: should the NRL make player salaries transparent to the public? You already know what I think. What do you think? It's a no-brainer. Look, there's just far less issue if you make those player salaries transparent. But you'll have players that you'll just go, how the hell is he only on that? And you'll have players, you're kidding, he's getting paid that. What's the issue if we know? We know roundabouts. Oh, we don't know what um, the electrician down the road gets. That's but you know argument. what, you know what every argument. emergency services person gets. You just look it up on the yeah. internet. Yeah. But that's that's their argument. It is their argument, and I disagree with it because Mate, there is not one person, there's not one person who follows rugby league who thinks that we shouldn't know what their salary is. I'm sure we would find someone that would disagree with it, which is there wouldn't there wouldn't be fucking many. There wouldn't be many. I'm 100% with it. Like it just stops. It just stops arguing. It's, there's a lot of things that'll stop. It'll stop if you know what the player salary is. You know that there's only that much left in the cap for your team. You know what you you can you can afford to spend to get the guy that another club's also chasing who might have a bit more in the salary cap. Um, I I only want it to be for the salary cap wage. I don't care about their third parties. Yeah, it's I'm, just not, their I'm not interested in their third parties either. I just want to know what the salary cap is. Yeah. Who, well, who's getting what in the salary cap? I'm with it, 100%. 100%. Um, boys, we also predicted on episode 74 that Stephen Crichton would be departing the Panthers for the Bulldogs. It's now been confirmed. Uh, he signed a four-year contract from 2024, and he's going to be paid eight hundred and twenty-five grand per season. Clarkie, what do you think of that? Mate, I don't think it's far off. I don't think it's like, like realistically, what seven? I thought he would have been worth maybe like seven, seven fifty. The bloke's not an Origin caliber player. Yes, he does play Origin. I don't think he's an Origin caliber player. You know what he does, Clarky? He scores intercept tries in grand finals, and he does it all the time. (laughs) Three times in a row now. Mate, he's Um, pretty special. I don't. He's getting played fullback money, Dan. Is that right? Wouldn't you say? That's right. Is he playing fullback? For the dogs, he will be. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I just, think, I just think the way he's gone about it has been pretty fucking shit ass. Why? Yeah, I oh, just oh, just fucking just it comes out in the media. Oh, I don't I don't want to leave. Oh, I want to save the Panthers, and then he leaves before the Panthers 
give him his give him an offer and then he comes out and starts bad mouthing the Panthers. It's like just has he bad mouthed the part? Has he bad mouthed them, has he? Yeah, he's saying what they they've treated him disrespectfully. So just shut up. See, just shut up, you fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Like I, just... I thought he was going to go to the Dolphins, to be honest. So and I, I thought Brian Tyler was going to go to the Dolphins too, to be honest. I thought they were best mates and they'll go together. Yeah. I just, mm. I just, I just, I, it really annoys me when a player says they don't want to leave a club and then they leave a club. Dan hasn't, and, um, and then when they say I don't want to leave a club and then they, <laughs> then they announce that they sign like two weeks later, it's like, just shut up. Yeah. Dan hasn't, shut um, up. haven't the, the dogs, Signed another, or just about to sign another Penrith player. Apparently, Spencer Lenu and Dominic Young are the next two targets. How much is it going to be the new sombrero for dogs? Oh, listen to you. We haven't been good is for it? six years. We're not the Roosters who have been competitive for the last bloody decade and won premierships. We haven't won premierships. We've suffered for six years. Salary caps in order, and Gus we trust. And now you're giving <laughs> a shit like every other dickhead that doesn't go for the Bulldogs. Fuck yeah. is. <laughs> How much is Burton getting here? Doing... We don't know because the salary cap isn't transparent. <laughs> I thought we were doing rumours, <laughs> signing rumours. You're just saying people who have signed. Spencer Lenny and Dominic Young we, have not we signed. We don't know about Ryan Carr. Yeah, Stephen, the, Cry- Stephen Crichton. I said signing news and rumours. Come on. Hey, hey, you two. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, let's just hey, everyone back to your seats, all right? Just settle hey. down. Um, also on episode 74... Uh, we said that David Fafita would probably sign with the Raiders for nine hundred thousand dollars a season. Apparently, he's going to reject that and remain at the Titans for less, which I find very strange. Seven fifty. He, he can always say, oh, "I just want to stay with my mates," hmm. but um, I think, look, I think it would have been a really good move for him to go to the the Raiders. Yeah, their sides. Right. Their sides. Their Strong. forward pack is stacked, and they yeah. would teach him certain things that he doesn't do in his current game. Mm. Clarky, yeah, no, yeah. They've no, got. You know what they've got? Yeah, the the he's, he's he's worth seven hundred. If if made off on last year's form, he's worth five hundred. Mate, do you know what the Raiders have got? They've got blokes who play effort. They're effort players. Right, like Mount. Like Horsbra, um, who's the who's the second rower that they were talking about going on the kangaroo tour? Hudson Young, slash Hudson Young. Young. Like he's he, he scored how many tries did Hudson Young score? And it's on effort. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not on like they don't have the talent that David Fafita has. Mel Meninga yesterday said that the heart. He so he's publicly blamed the halves last year. That would be Toby Sexton, and who is he partnered with? Brimson. Was it Brimson? Yeah, he's blamed them and said they didn't use Fafita properly. Now that we've got Kieran Floor and he'll be used properly. That's what he hey, said. Do you know what's funny about that is where's where's Brimson going to play this year? Fullback. Okay, so where's Jaden Campbell play? I reckon they're playing him at 14. Ridiculous. He's a better fullback. I fucking hope he is. And you know, Sexton on, Sexton, on the other hand, he was their only half that were creative. And, and then they brought in. They've, they've dropped him now. Now Tanner Boyd's going to take over. Ta- uh, Tanner, look, Tanner Boyd is an effort player, and he tries hard. He he doesn't. He's not as talented as Sexton. Anyway, I think this is a discussion for another. Uh, on maybe on an episode where we talk about the Titans. 
Oh, which will be next week on the Crystal Ball Productions, won't it, Clarky? <laughs> we all meet up. We're going to meet up next week too in Penrith. Get out of town. Bit of studio time. How good's that? Uh, the last one, boys. This is a big one. The return of Roger Tuovasa-Shek to the NRL keeps growing louder and louder as it looks less likely that he will be selected for the All Blacks in the Rugby Union World Cup at the end of this season or end of this year, I think. That's not the reason. That's not the reason he doesn't want to play for him anymore. Oh, talk to me. What is it? You just prefer to play a game where you don't tackle below the waist. (laughs) Shade. Throw on that shade. Uh, The club which he is supposedly destined for, is the Sydney Roosters. Oh, no. Yeah. That's hey, the I, they, heard, where, I heard be, he's going to the dogs. Let's be serious. Uh, where, do you, where do you fit him in the Roosters? Uh, you'd fit him next to Teddy as your fullback, Suali'i and Tupo on one side, and Tuovasashek and Joey Manu on the other. Mate. That would be a fantastic back line. Yeah, it would be. It would be, but you'd be $2 million over the cap. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> old Nicky Pilatus has it in order, champ. Nah, um, it's either the Roosters or the Dolphins. Now the Dolphins need to spend their money because they've got a lot right. left the over. The Dolphins would be great. It'd be great if the Dolphins could snag him. Yeah, they want him or Suliasi Vunavalu. Ooh, or both. Who knows? Who knows? Well, you're spending your money on a winger or fullback. Well, he's a fullback. Vunavalu. Oh, no, no, he's, no. A winger. he's a winger. Yeah. No, no, no. We're talking about Roger. Roger. Yeah, yeah, Roger yeah. Dodger. Is he coming back, boys? What do you reckon? Um, I reckon it's hard to come back once you've gone to Union because they don't, it's not the same game. You don't have the hits you do, especially in the backs. Like, I can't think of a player who went to, who went to Union from league and came back and was anywhere half as good as they were. Like Lottie Takiri, when he came back, he was a good player, but he wasn't He wasn't the player that left. He did win a premiership with the Rabbitohs, but didn't he, Clarky? He did, mate. But look, no, no one, no, when you bring that premiership up, he's not the first player you bring up. No, no, he's not. <laughs> but he did win a lot. I'll give him that. Sam Burgess was good when he, he was good when he came back. Not as good, but still did he good. Play, did he really play rugby union? That's true. <laughs> Played about four games. Yeah. Yeah. Benji Marshall, come on. Sonny Bill. <laughs> Did Benji Sonny Marshall... Bill. Yeah, you know what? Sonny Bill may be the exception to the rule because he's... Yeah, he was just... better before he went. Brad, but... Th- Brad, Brad Thorne come back and won another grand final. Yeah, he did. Was he as good though? Yeah. Oh, hey, Benji Marshall he's, he's, was good. He went to the Rabbitohs. A... People forget about Brad Thorne. So, so he went to the Rabbitohs? Benji Marshall went to the Blues after the Tigers, and then he went to the Broncos and Dragons. I'll be honest, and then I he can't remember Benji Marshall ever playing rugby union. I think he, he went played to... about fourteen games. Yeah, yeah, can't remember. Well, he did. <laughs> he didn't say. even finish. He didn't even do a full season. No, he killed it. No, he didn't. Auckland Blues. That's where he went. Did he start? Anyway. I don't know. I don't watch rugby union. <laughs> anyway. Last two topics, boys. Respect round. Peter Volandis, Clarky's boy, Peter Volandis, wants to introduce a respect round, symbolizing that everyone respects everyone's views, regardless if you agree with them or not. This is opposed to the pride round uh, idea, which alienates people, apparently, and is not uh, uh, inclusive of everyone. My first question is, do you like or dislike the respect round idea? Love it. Love it. Uh, you yeah, might as well just have a respect round every round. How about that? It's ridiculous. 
That's also a good point. But Clarky, go back to you first. You love it. Talk to me. I think Peter Vlandis has come out and said we're doing pride round. And of and, and we're calling it respect round. <laughs> <laughs> but if he did pride round and not everyone got involved, then it'd look fucking ridiculous. We're calling it respect round and we're gonna have rainbows so he, everywhere. So if he calls it respect <laughs> round, the clubs who want to do rainbow jerseys can do rainbow jerseys. People who want to do pink jerseys, people who want to do whatever. At least it opens it up to everything, and it's okay. In, if they call it res- inclusive, if you call it respect, it is, it is more inclusive. Rain- rainbows on your jersey, are those guys going to play? Well, oh, it's up to won't. the club. But the NRL's not the NRL but is the, but not the club. Focusing. The club won't do it again. The club won't do it again. Yeah, yeah. well, that club won't. <laughs> that <laughs> club won't. <laughs> no, they won't. They won't. Fuck but I hope they do. Manly, fuck him. Fuck him. manly, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's manly. That'd be, that'd be so good if they do it again. Manly seven for those who don't remember the manly Manita, seven. Manly. Um. Secondly, boys, are there too many themed rounds? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. You got. You got to think though. A lot of them are. A lot of them are just Fox Sports driven and aren't actually official. Like what's a Fox Sports the... driven one? When they do like retro round and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, retro rounds. Are Fox but they Sports change one, jerseys. Yeah. They do a retro jersey. So they're some not official, but they do do something for it. Yeah, but it's not official. Like you can't include that as a. Yeah. I just. Mate, is it, it's a something every year, every round. Isn't it? Mm. If you do everything, you stand for nothing. Ooh, you like that one, boys? Do you mean that you know if you did something special every round, it takes it's not as special anymore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Imagine every week it's themed around. It's like, oh, it's your turn now. Yeah, your exactly. turn now. Nah. Um. Yeah. Retro. What, what do they call it? Not retro. Um. What's the what's the themed round? Respect. Respect round. Okay. Right. It's going to be super. And I I just like doing it from a. So I just look at things weirdly. I want to see how many. How many clubs do a rainbow jersey? Mate, purely I know. out purely out of curiosity. I know Very interesting that Para, just from reading the the um supporter website, they are so scared about a rainbow jersey because <laughs> I don't think their players are gonna play. Interesting. Mate, Very that's why I'm just just as a just as a psychological oh, embarrassing. So worried about a jersey. It's a social experiment. It is a social experiment. It's so intriguing to my brain. Mm. Oh, that's why you're on the podcast, Ryan, because that brain of yours. Bring it on. I want it like round one just to see how it goes. Do you know what's funny? I just see Trebojevic just going, it's just a jersey. Can't we just, don't you want to play? Come on, guys, play. (laughs) Putting his thumbs up. Come on, everyone. Guys, (laughs) it's just a jersey. Uh, And he really believes that. Last one. I'm on the last what? one now before <laughs> Nick goes on a tangent. Guys, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's how we'd say it too. Yeah. Come on, He's guys. just so nice. God, come on. Guys, come on. Jersey. I make fun of him, but he just played prop for Australia and they won the World Cup. So mm. I do like him. Boys, last topic, NRL logos or emblems. So in the off-season... Uh, we on the sideline story ran an unprecedented competition 
for our fans on Instagram to determine which NRL club logo they thought was the best looking. Each day over 17 days, we ran all 17 club logos against one another in a voting style head-to-head until each team played one another. The undisputed result from our findings... Just before you go on, Dan, I wanted to say one thing. Yeah. I don't know if everyone who took part in the competition realised what was going on, even though... Yes, you know. Let me finish. Even though you couldn't have made it any clearer. (laughs) Because some of the wins, I looked at and I went, that's... What? It's not about who's the better team. Mm. We know who the better teams are. Mm. Anyway. Anyone that wants to check it out, I, like what, so what you're I can talking inter- about. I'm sorry, sorry, Clark. You again, Dan. Yeah, you did use the you did use the incorrect logo for South Sydney, by the way. What? Where? Where? <laughs> where? 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 What are you talking about? You did. It was the fighting bunny. It was the black bunny. Okay. You had it with like it had like a ring and had South Sydney Rabbit Eyes written on it. That's not a logo. It's just the rabbit. Oh, get over it. The what do you mean? Rabbit. I'm the black rabbit. I'm just stating. I'm just stating facts. Is that Shut facts? Up is with it? Your black rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rabbit is just a rabbit. I thought it was um with the the green and the red and the nah, font. Nah. I, okay. I don't think it changed. To be fair, I don't think it changed the result. I was actually <laughs> really shocked about where the rabbit eyes came, but I'll I'll get into it. Because they're probably confused. They're like, who is this club? I only know the team with just the single pure rabbit. I'll tell you right now, they weren't confused. Like, they knew they were the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's like lost at what we're doing, go on the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast Instagram page or Facebook page and you'll see the table and it's NRL Logo Wars. That's what it's called. You can find the full ladder there. But for those that don't want to check it out, and know who the winner is? It was the Penrith Panthers. So they won. They're, they're oh, the, they best. the best. They, they were deemed. <laughs> hey, they were deemed the best. They you know, were you voted. Know what, Dan, they won like every I single. Said, huh? You were very clear, but we just have some idiots who listen. How <laughs> <laughs> is their the logo the best logo? Come on. Look, the they won. Good. You know what? Is it the you best? Know you know what? No. It won all 16 head-to-head matches. It's just... funny that. So the Raiders came second and the Warriors came third. So Warriors lost to the Raiders and Panthers and the Raiders lost to the Panthers. Therefore, you know the Panthers win. The Warriors have got a top emblem. I, I don't know if the Warriors... I, I know that the Warriors have a great emblem. Who came second? The Raiders. The Raiders is a... Oh, it's a pretty cool emblem. It shits on the Penrith emblem. <laughs> Look, I'll... Guilty, like my my, my favourite's the Tigers. Just if we're just stating who we'd like the most. I like, I like the yeah, old Tigers it's, yeah. emblem. Actually, like the, the new no, the new one's heaps better. Uh, the, new one, one, the new one is cleaner. Tradition. It's cleaner. You know what Tradition? I like, Dan? Which what, one from, I like? From 1999. I like that little comic bulldog one that you guys used to have. I didn't like that one. The one, we won the, the one that we won shit. the premiership with. It was like Parramatta when they had their comic one as well. Yeah, I hated shit. that one. Fuck, I hated that Parramatta one. Look, the Bulldogs came sixth, the Eels came 11th, and the Rabbitohs came 13th. I was very shocked about that. I thought so more people would like I, the Rabbitohs I, emblem. I personally picked the Rabbitohs a lot because it's traditional. That's why I like that emblem. That's fair enough. Not that particular emblem, Clarky. The right <laughs> emblem. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently it's the wrong emblem. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Dolphins uh, didn't win one match and came last, well, which crazy. I found. They've got funny colors. What, red and white? Is it red and white? And, oh, and gold on the jersey. Like it's gold a bit weird. They could have got done better. <laughs> so 
my question is Storm, Storm's the worst. Why is it got a really? Person? Why is it you reckon that's person? the worst? Nah. I'm gonna ask nah, you. I'll ask the, you, Clark. I'll go with you first. What's your? Yeah. If it's not the Rabbitohs, yeah. obviously we'll be biased towards our own emblems. I'd imagine. Besides your own emblem, which is the worst and which is the which is the best looking and the worst looking to you? I do like the dogs. Ooh. Um, it's probably a close decision between Raiders and Tigers. That's your favorite. Yeah. What about your like least Bron- favorite? Storm or Broncos? The Broncos are fucking stupid, like chess piece head. Mate, I love that. That was one of the I used to love that. The knight. Uh, that's because he's a that's fucking. Not. That's because you're a, a chess like nerd. Chess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now uh, the storm. Like, why does it have to have a man? Uh, why can't about, it just be a storm? Here's one for you. What about the Titans? Oh, that's put that, and that's brand new too. They would have spent millions designing yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. They're my. They're, I like. I like the traditional clubs. Like I. I like St George's emblem. Yeah, you know what? I can't believe a lot of people hated St George's. I like nah, theirs. I like the Rabbitohs. My favourite's the Warriors. Yeah, I like the Warriors too. I like the. I just like the Warriors. The Titans, even the Cowboys. Man. I mean, you know what? Nah, a lot like of people. Like, a lot of people like the Cowboys. Why do you like? Cowboys. it? Can you explain? I just think it's average. I just. I just. I, I like it. It's simple. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, mine is my number one's Warriors, and my bottom one is probably the Titans. Yeah, this Although, is good. This is good podcasting, by the way. What yeah, it is? People want to know. People <laughs> want to know mean, what we three idiots think are the worst <laughs> and best logos. Hey, this is hectic. How many people have we got? How many people have we got who um get on our socials? Heaps, thousands, thousands. millions, thousands millions. want to know. That's right, thousands want to know, Clarky. So shut up. Anyway, look, can I just say? Let, yep. Can we agree though? It's ridiculous that Penrith won. I don't say it's ridiculous. I like. Do you think their, that uh, most people think that they've got the best emblem, or do you think most people just went they're the team that won, they are winning? They won the grand final. They got a mad emblem. I like it. No, I, if if they made it, they're losing to Canberra. People aren't thinking that Canberra are a better footy team than them. Mm. Yeah. Or the Warriors. The Warriors came third. Yeah, but the they're Warriors definitely not the best Yeah, well, that's why they're third. <laughs> you just contradicted yourself. <laughs> Mate, Penrith, you are, lose. Penrith are like bottom, bottom six. You're kidding. Nah. Anyway, Eels I'm going to stop. Clark is getting the shits because we talk. Clark is getting the shits. We've got to end it. What did you say? Eels won. Eels won what? Eels won, mate. Eels won. Best emblem. They won 11th place is what they There's won. There's not one other team in the world that has an eel as their fucking emblem. Awesome. Oh, relax with this. Hey, stop swearing. We don't swear on here. Well, you won because you're the only team with an eel. I just love the traditionalism. The meaning. Parramatta. Home of the eel. Oh, this is getting God. out of hand. I'm ending this. It's done. We're finished. Boys, we're finished. That's it. I'm I'm so happy we're back. This is why we're back. We're back for another year. A year of laughs and talking about logos and black rabbits and stuff like that. And all that other stuff. Uh, listen, I'm glad we've got that all sorted and out of the way. Mm-hmm. Because when we started talking about players, that's, that's when I get excited. Mm. Well, next week, that's what we're doing. The next three weeks. 
There's three weeks left until the NRL season starts. So we're going to have our crystal ball predictions episode next week and the week after. And then we're going to have our team list Tuesday episode. Uh, that episode will be out on Tuesday, February 28th at 4 p.m. That's when the teams are named the most anticipated team lists of the year. So excited. Um, boys, thanks for coming on again. Good to be back. I'm so G to be back for you, for you both, with you both for another season. Um, how was that? Return for you two. It was good. Oh, good. I Clarky. sounded excellent, I believe. Yeah, you did. If anyone Clarky? couldn't hear me, I'm very clear. Yeah. Nicholas Crisp Guild. Less metallic. Yes. You sound less 2GB or 2UE-esque. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> Never a chore. <laughs> Continuous uh, call. Uh, Valvoline. Yeah. <laughs> um, big thank you to our sponsors, Akasha, Rusty Penny, and the Iron Co. Uh, and to everyone tuning into episode 75 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. Thank you, boys. That's a wrap. Go the Bulldogs. Big year, 2023. Glory, glory. Yeah, the hills. Yeah, the snakes. <laughs>